This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Grassroots Marketing. Each episode curates thought-provoking dialogue with an exclusive class of thought leaders who will offer high-end roundtable business strategies and solutions that seek to prune and harvest great ideas in each 30-minute episode. Thought leaders in the cannabis industry convene here to share some of their best practices and protocols. Let's chart the growth of this burgeoning industry, one of the world's premier cash crops, right now on Grassroots Marketing. Welcome back to our coverage of the MBA Business Conference here on CannabisRio.com and Grassroots Marketing. I'm joined right now with the Chief Sales Officer at Operational Security Solutions, or OSS, Ryan Hale. Ryan, thanks for being here. Boy, it's an honor and a privilege to be here, and uh, I appreciate everything you're doing for the industry, especially to be able to participate at MJ BizCon 2021. So my, my fifth time being here, um, it's a great experience. Very positive for the industry. Glad to hear that. So a lot's been going on with OSS, a similar 2017 by former law enforcement, military and federal service professionals to support security and banking needs of the legal cannabis industry. And at the moment, well, one thing that's been very cognizant to everybody right now is uh, the issues surrounding the Safe Banking Act, which I noticed uh, we were going to, we know there's been a lot of things been going on in terms of how it's trying to be passed, uh, more specifically to the National Defense Authorization Act. I'll bring that up in just a moment. But let's talk first about what you're doing right now in terms of operational security solutions. Right now, you are providing customers in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, compliance, secure cash management and logistics of financial solutions. And there is further expansion being expected to another into additional mid-Atlantic states. So talk to you about where people could go in, what other states might be in the pipeline in terms of expansion and, you know, being able to go ahead and offer the level of services that you can pretty wide range. Yeah. Yeah. Hori, that's a, that's a lot to try to answer succinctly in a, in one sentence or, or uh, um, one blurb, but I will do my best. So, Sure. OSS, um, we're a risk management company. We we started out really just focused on the California market. Um, my partners and I, we all come from uh, federal service, military law enforcement background, been, been sheepdogs, protectors almost all our lives. And when we started OSS, we really didn't understand the, all the complexities dealing with access to banking. Um, and we found that that's one of the biggest services or solutions that we've been able to enable for the industry um, because our our focus is risk and compliance first and, and and we find ways of enabling the industry 
with the most safe, secure solutions out there. And that really led our, our growth, um, being based in California and then expanding to the East Coast uh, over this past year. And we, we will be able to support the full East Coast market from uh, Massachusetts all the way down through Virginia uh, by the end of Q1 2022. Um, we're getting lots of inquiries for us to expand in other markets like Florida and Illinois and Michigan, and we were targeting uh, expanding into those states uh, prior to the uh, COVID uh, impact to our society. Uh, so we're still targeting on, on expanding into those markets as well, uh, mid-2022. Uh, uh, um, our biggest challenge um, isn't a matter of whether or not we can expand, but ensuring that as we expand, that we're delivering the same on-time, on-target, every-time uh, customer-focused service um, that's enabled our growth and, and really rising to being a, a, a market-dominant leader in the industry uh, over the last five years. Now, I want to mention this aside of what we were talking about here when it comes to risk management is that, you know, our listeners are kind of getting very cognizant of risk management because we do have a show that our good friends and sponsors at, at the National Cannabis Risk Management Association or the NCRMA, they host a program called Chronic Risk on the network that airs regularly and publishes regularly. I would recommend a lot of people to learn more about that, but back to OSS and what you're doing there. Now, one of the issues you have that you're talking about now is the Safe Banking Act. And as I mentioned at the start of the interview, we know that right now it has passed U.S. House of Representatives for the fifth time, September 23rd of this year, paving the way for more financial institutions to serve the state legal cannabis industry by removing some of the attendant legal and regulatory risks. And JDSupra.com uh, has actually made the point where legalization might not succeed in, on, a, on its own often benefits when tied to a popular bill like what it's going to be the National Defense Authorization Act, but the chance of passing the Senate still remains uncertain. And that senators that are trying to get the bill passed are working with colleagues to in the Senate to ensure inclusion of the Safe Banking Act and the final NDAA. And their take on it is that passage should allow legal cannabis businesses to move on from only accepting cash, permitting them to legal, have legal access to banks, credit unions, and other financial institutions. And it would help to improve public safety, support small businesses, given the dangers of being forced to operate in an all-cash environment. So I want to ask you, Ryan, about, you know, one of the things you feel like is that the safe banking is only going to just to increase regulations already in place. Yeah, so... The Safe Banking Act um, has been near and dear to our hearts at, at, at OSS for a very long time um, because we service um, right now over 31 different financial institution partners that are delivering legal cannabis banking solutions to the industry. Um, one of the common misconceptions um, in the industry, and specifically for uh, people outside the industry that may be affecting rulemaking or regulations, is a misunderstanding that cannabis banking isn't legal today. It is. Uh, ever since February 14th of 2014, when the Financial Crimes and Enforcement Network passed along their guidelines um, and recommendations for, if you follow these rules, these left-right limits, primarily focus on the Anti-Money Laundering Bank Secrecy Act realms of the financial world, you follow these rules, you can accept the deposits that are derived from the proceeds of the sale of a Schedule I narcotic. 
you follow these rules, we're not going to begin arbitrary prosecution of you because you're banking funds from a sale of a Schedule One product, all right? So there's been all this fur about we need safe banking, we need safe banking to be able to service the industry. That's not the case at all. Um, the last stats from, I believe, the National Credit Union Association of America um, and it's credit unions and state charter banks that are primarily able to provide banking uh, services to the industry. But there's over 175 uh, credit unions or state charter banks across the United States that have dedicated, focused cannabis banking programs. Mm -hmm. So cannabis banking le is legal. Depository services are legal. Where the rub is or where the friction is for the industry is on the payment side. How, consume how can consumers get access to the product. Now, because of the Schedule 1 status, we all know it is primarily a cash-dominant industry. And over the last two and a half years, we've deposited with every single cent accounted for, no losses, no claims, our performance record's completely spotless, but we've deposited over $2.5 billion in the state of California alone over the last 18 months inside the cannabis industry. So cannabis banking is very much real and viable. The impact of the excuse me, <clears throat> the impact of the Safe Banking Act finally passing, and I believe, uh, most of us believe at some, some point in time it is going to pass. What the Safe Banking Act actually does is it tells other financial institutions, primarily organizations that are governed by the FDIC, that the DOJ is not going to federally prosecute them arbitrarily because they've deposited the proceeds from cannabis. It's also given instructions that the payment industry i.e. credit card processors, primarily Visa, MasterCard, Amex Discovery. Mm -hmm. It gives them comfort that if they want to begin offering um, merchant payment processing solutions via credit cards, that they're not going to be arbitrarily prosecuted because they're doing that. Well, one of the so, things I want to make mention of is that right now, I mean, there's companies out there. I talked to one during our MQBizCon coverage, mm -hmm. a company that actually already offers a platform right now where they're trying to offer as much as possible that the banks can't offer because of regulation. So they're offering FDIC insured eligible accounts, deposits, payroll processing, uh, everything besides the credit card processing and other area factors. Plus trying to go ahead and have other companies we talked to on cannabis radio that have been using blockchain or Bitcoin or blockchain technology or DeFi to try to help, yes. you know, bridge the gap. So when you see this, you know, it's a race I feel like where, decentralized and not using the you know going with the cashless system that we want to eventually have anyway in the industry because that's just where we are now post pandemic the other part is you know do people want to wait for the safe banking act to go for another route where they can go using blockchain technology and find other ways to process and to build a good function all right so you're absolutely correct there's lots of companies out there that are trying to solve this um, and there are ways to provide um, cashless payment solutions to acquire a marijuana product, whether on the medicinal retail side or on the adult use or recreational retail side. Mm -hmm. However, the only solutions that we are aware of that have passed inspection by the Department of Justice, the Department of Treasury, IRS, FinCEN, Bureau of Cannabis Control, a lot of our different banking partners are those that where it's either a ATM or a check type transfer. Anytime 
um, a payment transaction is hitting a certain transactional rail um, to process it, uh, that's where the money laundering violations can become. Um, we've been spending a, a lot of time uh, speaking with various financial institution partners, various payment providers, because once again, we touch a very significant portion of the market um, for secure cash management and logistics. Uh, we do a lot of uh, in the field uh, AML BSA compliance audit and reviews for our banking partners because our guys are in these in these businesses every week. So we're actually able to see are these cannabis operators, you know, following their SOPs or standard operating procedures? Are they following all their regulatory guidelines? Are they sure that they're doing everything correctly on top of managing all the transactional volume? So there's payment solutions that are legal. Safe Banking Act at some point in time is going to pass, but you made a statement earlier about the fear of regulations only going to increase if that happens. Um, and we happen to agree with that. Um, well, because still part of it was when I went to the prep, that was one of the things I wanted to make point of because you had your team actually acknowledged that you feel like the regulations are going to be increased, that it's just more red tape yes. that's going to be added. Yes, there's actually going to be more tape because anytime we're dealing with any type of form of electronic transaction, the ability of people doing creative things to try to get around the rules um, can increase in many respects. Um, and we're even seeing inside the industry with a lot of people trying to employ payment solutions, whether they're business to business payment solutions or business to consumer payment solutions, that are really in the gray area or skirting what is or is not legal. Um, we've had multiple clients uh, that we've been working with over the last 18 months that when we brought them on board as an OSS protected client, we saw that they had a merchant payment processing system. Um, and based on our training experience, we, we kind of gave them saying, hey, you might want to look at this because we're not sure if your, your banking provider would approve of this solution. Two weeks later, that payment solution got pulled out of the, all, all of the dispensaries because they got shut down. Not the dispensaries, but the payment provider. So then they went with another one. That one lasted them about two and a half months before that payment provider got shut down. So we see a lot of operators that are hearing a good story from, from a provider. It appears that it's legal, but at the end of the day, that provider is not following the left and right limits correctly. They're doing things in the gray area. Um, they're providing transactions across rails that aren't approved uh, for cannabis transactions. And it's really doing a disservice to the industry. So in many respects, um, we would like to see, see the industry being a little bit more aggressive towards those vendors trying to provide services to the space, but are just focused on trying to cash in. Um, one of the things that has always irritated us at OSS for a long time is the we always hear people wanting to enter the cannabis space because it's the next gold rush. It's the next green rush. And I hear so many companies talk about, you know, back in the gold rush, it was it was Levi's that made all the money. It was the people providing the shovels and the picks that made all the money. And we see a lot of providers coming in this space with that same type of mentality set. Um, the well, cannabis there's, a, there's a limit, a, time, a limit 
uh, there's a time now on the this green rush, as you say, you a lot of corporations have made their way in, a lot of C-level executives, Fortune 1000 types mm-hmm. have been infiltrating for last five, 10 years anyway. And, you know, to get in, you only got maybe months left, to be honest. Yes, but it's not just getting in, but it's ensuring that that organizations are getting in for the right reasons to provide a service to a highly regulated industry to where they know a year and a half from now, when they call up that vendor, they're not going to be talking to somebody else. Um, The handover in providers that we even see in our space, uh, the companies that come in, they go out. The The key to success in the cannabis space is at least from our perspective, is focusing on the right compliance solutions and being in it for the long run, being in it for the long game, because that's the only way to service the mom and pop operators that survive the the changes in, in the medical market or in the new emerging markets to where there weren't any industry trying to be those groundbreakers. They deserve, the industry deserves partners. They're going to be with them for the long haul. You know, that is the kind of the ongoing trend of the interviews we've had here in the MGBizCon coverage is compliance, obviously a raising of standards, raising the bar internally as to what the industry should be doing, you know, while they're awaiting policymaking to come into play from the federal and the state end, depending on which state you're in, and figuring that all out. And, you know, also with the fact that you're working on the East Coast, and you're working in areas such as the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic and a lot of states that are just turning medical and some getting adult use now you're seeing the real effects of what's changing at the moment so uh with that said i want to make sure to let people know that the fact you're at the at the conference you've been talking to people about the industry's needs for compliance and risk management services secure cash in transit delivery and the updates we're talking about with the safe banking act so if people are not able to go and reach you at the conference because first of all it's a big show 1100 exhibitors it's a lot of ground to cover in that convention center but yes hopefully all of you out here because of what we're doing here at cannabis radio it's just kind of the same idea what you're doing with the networking getting the information they would be providing there on the show floor but now let's talk about for those that want to be able to contact you after the event obviously oss offers industry-leading security offerings cannabis specific financial service solutions and relationships connecting highly regulated businesses that struggle to get banking services with financial institutions. And that's the thing you're bridging the gap. You're creating the connection, the conduit to get, once you have your compliance in place, hitting those standards, then you're able to go and make the communication between financial institutions. You're trying to create that be the, the, the mediator getting in so that there's access to the banks that will work with cannabis companies. Yes, that was, um, that was a gr- very great summation. And I know this is the first time that, that we have spoken. And I promise, I promise to the audience, I didn't pay for that <laughs> plug at all. Didn't pay for that plug at all. But, but no, you're absolutely correct. Um, we focus on, on enabling the marijuana-related business, the MRB operator, with all of the information and education to where they understand how to work with the regulators, how to work, how to work with the banks. Um, We also provide that critical communication, that oversight gap between our AML BSA officers at the banking partners uh, that we support, the executives with the cannabis banking operators, the MRBs uh, that we're working with, and just providing that that end-to-end transparent glue 
while providing the clear, transparent reporting and documentation required to the different regulatory agencies. So effectively, our swim lane, our purpose in life is to protect the MRB license, to protect the bake license, to protect the surrounding communities. And we do that by delivering the most efficient, secure, and discreet cash management logistics services in the industry. Let's go and direct people to the website, opsecsolutions.us. So again, operational security solutions. So think of it like this, op, operational, sec, security, solutions.us. And when people go to the website and they go ahead and speak to someone like you, uh, real quickly, go ahead and tell people what they can learn about and what are some of the features that they should definitely, you can definitely highlight when people go and connect with you. Yeah, so I uh, appreciate you giving everyone the URL. Um, you can also, if you put a uh, backslash in engage after that, that will lead to a form to where individuals could actually schedule time to meet with us at MJ BizCon or set up a follow-up session as well as give us an indication on what types of problems that they're needing solutions for. Um, also on our website, you'll see a little bit more deeper content across all of our business uh, lines of services, including armed and unarmed guard services, uh, licensing and application support. Uh, and then of course, our secure cash management logistics, vaulting operations, et cetera. Um, one of the other unique things about OSS, and this is something that we're very proud of as an organization, is we started out only focused on servicing the cannabis industry in California. Um, my partners and I, we thought that this was a big enough problem and this would be more than enough. And that's actually true. But we found with how we were servicing the industry specifically and providing armored car services in the cannabis side, we've had multiple financial institution partners uh, prefer our flexibility and agility and customer focused service over the standard armored car couriers that they were using on the commercial side to where now we're also offering, we've, we've taken over standard armored car services for quite a few of our financial institution partners, simply because of how we service our customers. Um, so from what we know, we're the first uh, cannabis specific risk management company that started off in the cannabis space, but because of our performance, we were awarded with growth into the commercial sector. Wow. So let's keep the conversation going again. I've been here with Ryan Hale, Chief Sales Officer at Operational Security Solutions. And again, the website is opsecsolutions.us. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. Really glad to have you. Or it's been a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to engaging with you again and uh, seeing everyone in the industry in, in Vegas. It's, it's going to be a great week. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. The new Super Beats Heart Shoes Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. Support your healthy CoQ10 levels and blood pressure with two chews a day. Visit RadioBeatsBeets.com and save 15% with promo code DEAL. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.